0: What's up? What's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show because your 9 to 5 may make you a living, but your 5 to 9 makes you alive. In this episode, you'll meet Anthony and Janilka Hartzog, who were on a mission to erase six figures of debt, which they ended up doing in under two years. They were making good money at their day jobs. They're following the Dave Ramsey debt snowball plan, but they came to this realization, like many listeners of the show do, there's only so much you can cut from your budget. That's when they turned to the income side of the equation and started a ton of different side hustles. They picked up second jobs at their gym, they were renting out their car on Turo, they were dog sitting, and inspired by my episode with Chris Schwab 295, they started a residential cleaning business called maids2match.com. Today that business is doing 20 to 25 grand a month in sales. With other people doing the cleaning. Anthony and Chinoko are fully in business owner mode, dedicating just a few hours a week to it. Stick around in this one to hear how they got it done while working full time, including uh, how they connect with reliable cleaners and the marketing tactics that are paying off. You can follow along with their journey at The Heartrimony on Instagram, H A R T. And you'll find uh, the full text summary of this episode, along with the links and resources mentioned at sidehustlenation.com slash clean two, clean and then the number two. While you're there, make sure to download the free list of 101 service business ideas that you might be able to apply Anthony and Janilka's strategy to. Once again, that's at SideHustleNation.com slash clean two or through the link in the episode description of your podcast player app. I'll be back with my top takeaways after the interview. Ready? Let's do it. I came across
1: one of your interviews where it was a, a kid, a, a guy that was making 10000 a month in cleaning, in cleaning, but the caveat was he wasn't cleaning houses himself. That was, that was a big caveat. So I brought the idea to my esteemed wife and...
2: I said no. Um, <laughs> at that time, at first I thought he meant that we were going to be cleaning and he explained no, but at that time we had never run a business before. So it was just kind of left field. It's like, well, how would we do this? How would we know where to start? Um, he's like, I'm telling you, I listened to this podcast <laughs> and he's been doing it. So it kind of was a no. And then he brought it back maybe two, three months after with more results, more information that he's gained, that he gained. And that was the kickstart for, for us.
0: All right. So this is uh, Chris Schwab, you know, from think It's like, if he can do this, uh, you know, while he's still in college, like we ought to be able to figure this out after convincing Janilco, what was the next step uh, to make this thing a reality?
1: before she even came back around and, and quote, unquote, me convincing her, <laughs> the idea had to be planted first. That was a big part of it. Plant the idea, plant the seed, and then we'll revisit it over the next couple of weeks. So I spoke to Chris and he explained some of the basics. I did a lot of Googling, a lot of researching, and it was like, listen, we could do this. We're not going to have to clean. Here's how we're going to do it. Uh, we're going to hire contractors. It's going to be similar to like handy.com or Airbnb or An even or Uber. DoorDash, DoorDash, (laughs) we're not going to deliver food, we're not going to have hotels, it's going to be us um, connecting cleaners with people who want their houses cleaned.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting one, because taking advantage of the current state of the business where a lot of these existing operators in the cleaning space, and in in really a lot of local service businesses, they don't have a great online presence, they kind of rely just on the clients they've always had, you know, maybe a little bit of word of mouth, but like they're not doing a lot of proactive marketing stuff in the digital age. And so you're saying, okay, we can come in here and present a well thought out brand, which you've done at maidstomatch.com and then go out and find cleaners for that. So was, was it a matter of trying to book the jobs first or try and find cleaners first?
2: Oh, that's our number one question. The, the, the chicken, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? Um, well, we always say that we get the contractors first because we don't want to do the clean. So if you start booking the jobs and they come in, unless you're able to go out there and do the clean, you need to have the contractors. And I know sometimes people are saying, well, I don't have enough work for contractors, so why would I continue to bring them on? But as a contractor, they have other jobs. They're not just relying on you. So that's okay for them to just be waiting, you know, maybe a week or two to get jobs from you. But we definitely say get the contractors unless you are comfortable going to clean the home yourself.
1: And we tell all of our students that because it's important to to know what you're going to do first because a lot of them get stuck on that, what comes first part of it. And if we tell you what should come first, you should just go and do that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So we, we try to make it as simple as possible when we're talking about this business structure, not only for us to learn it, but also for our students
0: as well. What was that process like for you guys to find those cleaners?
2: That's part of the business. (laughs) People. Finding people to this day, when people always act as we would say, always be hiring. Um, So we're always marketing the same way we market for our cleaning business. We market for contractors as well. Because, you know, as a contractor, they have the flexibility of one day saying, yeah, I don't want to work anymore or moving or whatever the case may be. So if we want to continue to grow, we need to continue to market to them. Uh, So that is an ongoing process for us.
1: And we try to market in in various different ways. So we do, we talk about free marketing versus paid marketing. So a lot of free places where you can find people are Facebook groups, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are looking for jobs on Facebook. Um, Craigslist, a lot of cleaners. When you're talking about looking for contracts, you look for cleaners. They're still marketing in places like that to find cleaning jobs. So if they're still on Craigslist looking for jobs, they'd be on Craigslist looking for work as well. Nextdoor.com is another big place we look for cleaners on the the free side of things. But paid, um, looking for people on Yelp, Thumbtack, also Indeed, ZipRecruiter. So we teach people different ways to kind of find the, the cleaners, but there's numerous ways to find them.
0: And let's say you find somebody through a Nextdoor, through a Craigslist, what's the pitch to them? Is it just, we'd love to add you to our roster, we're a new cleaning business. If you have any availability in your calendar we'd love to be able to try and help you fill that like what's that conversation like
2: we basically let them know like what we can provide for them what why would you work with us basically what's in it shots, for me What's in it for them and how we how frequently pay how much we pay all those type of things we go over with them in the process before we continue on with the interview process so yeah we do pitch the services in that way it varies some people like, have done it before, or they know the, the platform, they know, like, how it works. So they're, like, totally understand. And Some people feel like it's too good to be true. <laughs> yes. And so they're, like, huh? Like, so I just get this amount. You So we basically say, like, you do the job well. We handle everything else. We handle the marketing. We handle everything else. You just got to show up, do the clean, and that's it. You
1: don't have to worry about the pricing, you don't have to worry about the customer service, you don't have to worry about rescheduling. We handle We handle all of those things that they're usually not good at. And most cleaning technicians are good at cleaning. So most people in the local service business is really good at cleaning.
0: Right. Talk to me about the pricing conversation, because this is, I mean, you got to make money on the spread. If they're used to charging, I don't know, 80 bucks to do this job, and you're going to charge the customer 80 bucks, there's no margin left over. Tell me about how that piece of the puzzle works.
2: Okay. So when it comes to pricing, we do, we're do we very upfront about that. Our cleaners get 60%. We get 40%. And they're able to see right away how much they'll get paid for a job when they're accepting it. We also encourage them to go onto our website so they can see how much we are charging clients. But also it's a partnership. So if they are somewhere and they feel like, hey, the client should be charged a bit more, they kind of communicate that to us as well. So that's an ongoing conversation, but we're very upfront about the pricing and we're priced a bit higher so that the split does make sense. And we also ask them when we start working with them, how much do they charge their clients so we can get an idea of, okay... Once we split this, does it make sense? Is it too high? Is it too low to kind of go from there? And it also makes sense for our clients as well, because we always get the conversation
1: as to, oh, I had a private cleaner and they was a lot cheaper than you guys. Why are you guys more expensive? (laughs) But there's a reason why you're talking to us, why you're having a conversation with us, because either your previous cleaner wasn't uh, good enough for you, or what happens more likely is that they cancel. And now you're stranded and you need somebody last minute. But if someone cancels on us, we have an entire team that we could get
2: out to you versus just having one person.
0: Okay. Is there a target hourly rate that you found cleaners are, are happy with?
2: Yeah. What we say is the rate kind of breaks down to even with the 60%, it ranges from about $25 to $35 an hour. But honestly, it's usually probably 30 plus. Yeah. Usually depending on how fast they clean or how good they are, how many jobs they're able to take. Do they have a team so they can take bigger homes? All those things varies, but I would say it's usually no less than $30 an hour.
0: Okay. And do you guys have it where it's, Somewhat fixed pricing, like, hey, if you got a two-bedroom place, it's this. If you have a three-bedroom place, it's this.
2: Yes, we have a flat rate. Um, but obviously, if you add on things, if it's a deep clean, or if you're looking for a move-in, move-out, where we're doing inside fridge and oven, square footage does come into place when it's like 2,500 square feet and higher. So those type of things, but mostly it is the flat rate. What you see there is, is what you're going to
1: and that works out for our clients as well, because they don't feel like if you're doing the hourly rate, mm-hmm. they may feel like we're trying to milk the clock, but also it helps us with our cleaners as well. So we don't have to worry about them or anyone attempting to milk the clock while they're cleaning as well. So our clients know once we get there, that's the price. And our cleaners know once you get there, that's the price for that right. you're going to make. So if you finish it really well and you do the job well, that's what you're getting paid. If you want to take your time, that's totally fine because you're getting paid the same rate. The owner's going to pay the same rate as well.
0: And you ever roll up to a house or have one of your cleaners roll up to the house and be like, no way. There's no way I'm getting out of here and making any sort of money. Out. This is going to take days.
2: We have a very open relationship. So if they get somewhere and it's more than what they like, what the client had put on the booking form, because um, all these homes are sight unseen. All of our clients are booking us online. Yeah. So we go by their word, but we tell our contractors, you're our eyes and ears. If you get there and it's not what it says. We need to know. So we've had that happen and we have them send us pictures and we have the conversation with the client of like, you know, this is more than what was said. You know, this is what the price will be yes or no. And that's how we proceed.
1: And even with that flat rate pricing, we have an asterisk that says this is for the average house that's normally cleaned uh, on a periodic basis. Mm -hmm. So if we get to the home, we have the right to give you a new pricing based on the conditions that we see. And you have the right to decline the service at that time, which is totally fine.
2: But that's why we tell them as soon as we get there, so that it's not like we're cleaning and then four hours in, they're like, yeah, no, I don't want you to, I don't want to pay that.
0: (laughs) So you're kind of building this Informal rolodex of cleaners who have agreed to you know open up their schedule or be open to extra bookings at this price split, and then you go about the marketing stuff for the clients. Tell me about that. Tell me about how you guys found your first bookings.
1: Oh yeah, so our first booking was from Thumbtack. Yeah, and we oh. got we got them on Thanksgiving Day.
2: Okay. Uh, the
1: day after um, The day after Black Thanksgiving Friday. Black mm-hmm. Friday We were with family mm-hmm. And th- one thing about Thumbtack It's very hands on You have to have You have to nurture the client Multiple times mm-hmm. And we tell our students Very early on Get as many reviews as you can Try to do free cleanings For family and friends So that by the time you start paying for marketing, you already have some initial reviews there. So on Thumbtack, you got to nurture the client. You got to massage the conversation. Mm -hmm. And then um, also early on, we priced ourselves a little bit lower so that we can start getting bookings on those platforms as well. First booking came in
2: on uh, Black Friday. And uh, we had a contractor ready for the job night before. She says she can't make it. Of course, why wouldn't? Why would the first cleaning be easy? Yep. So we went into like a group out here at, in Dallas uh, that has cleaners, and we said, "Hey, we need assistance. Can anybody take this job tomorrow morning?" And we found someone who ended up working with us as a contractor who was able to go to the job, and she did a great job. This first job actually had a farm in their backyard. Yeah, which was just like. What? Um, she She's like, yeah, they have like pigs back there and like four or five dogs. So the place is very hairy. Well, she said um, a pig
1: sty. And we was like, oh, yeah. it's dirty. I thought, she like, yeah, I thought she was talking. She was literally, it's a, it's, a, it's a pig sty. I was like, what? Um,
2: <laughs> but she got the job done and, and, and that's how that first job went. But we've had other jobs at the beginning that uh, like somebody, it was a married couple. They got into an argument. Somebody left somebody on the side of the road. Um, and yeah. we, had to, we actually went and did that one. Luckily, that was kind of just a quick they were just taking pictures. So we just have to kind of like wipe down and sweep and mob. So And we
1: got that client from next door too.
2: Right. So those were, we've in our total, we've, we've done about 2,700 bookings and we've cleaned three homes ourselves. Yeah. And that was way at the beginning. At this point, if someone can't make it, we would just reschedule the
0: yeah. client. <laughs> okay. Okay. Versus early on to say like, all right, well, I can't find anybody to get it done. So I'm going to go and uh, roll up my sleeves and do it myself.
2: Yeah, we did those three bookings on one weekend and then we was like,
1: uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> because early on, you're, you're very nervous about your reputation and your the reviews you're going to get. So you want to be mindful of that early on. But now, you know, worse, we've gotten negative reviews. Most of our reviews are five-star reviews. We get a one or three-star here and there, which we understand. But people like to threaten you with reviews, we realize. Yeah. So <laughs> we're at the point where we're not going to be threatened or bullied because you wanted a specific thing that we weren't able to com- accommodate. But mm-hmm. uh, we try to live by the business model that customers are always right unless they're wrong and we try to convey that in the nicest way possible, so.
0: When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple, if you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over three and a half million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. So Thumbtack is kind of a pay to bid type of platform, right? So somebody will come on and say, I need a cleaner for this date. And then you will say, okay, I can, I want to bid on this job.
1: Yeah. And mm-hmm. Thumbtack, you pay based on the qualifications of the lead. So if they want a larger home and they want it to be a re- reoccurring booking, Thumbtack is going to make you pay more. And their mindset is that you're going to pay more for this booking because you're going to make more money if you do book the service. But also now you have their contact information if they actually do book reoccurring services. It kind of gets pricey pretty quickly, especially with people who just, there's a lot of tire kickers on there. So you can kind of rack up some serious money just trying to get leads on Thumbtack. So mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why we left that platform very early on within like six months. Mm-hmm. But our oldest client is actually, our longest tenured client is actually from Thumbtack. Yeah. Their home's been cleaned every week for three years now, mm-hmm. every single week. Wow. So it actually worked
0: out. Very worthwhile to pay for that lead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chris kind of mentioned the same thing in our last conversation with him, I want to say last summer. Where thumbtack is maybe that ship has sailed a little bit. It's a little bit more difficult to kind of get a toe hold in as they've adjusted their pricing. But next door you mentioned is another channel. What's worked on there? So next door,
1: you get a lot of people who are just in the neighborhood. Na- next door is a uh, neighborhood platform. Next door is just a bunch of neighbors just talking about what's happening in their community. So you'll get things from I'm looking for a recommendation for a restaurant to I'm looking for a recommendation for a handyman and a cleaner. So um, normally that happens that people will just be on that platform looking for cleaners. What do you, who do you recommend? And that's start talking about pricing. If you're just pretty accommodating to answer their questions, they'll book with you. But you got to just be on the platform pretty okay. frequently and available to answer any questions that come up.
2: And also on there, you hear sometimes they say like, oh, well, my cleaner is looking for more work. Does anybody have it? And so that is something that we look out for as well. Yeah. Because then we're like, oh, we can make them a contractor. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see what's their availability. Let's reach out to them. So that's actually, another way that next door can be
1: used. I actually just recently did that. Someone said that the cleaner wanted more work. So I asked for the contact information. I haven't followed up with them regarding a sidetracked. But like I said, that's a great place to find cleaners and work. It just requires a little bit more um <laughs> Availability.
0: Anything else on the marketing front to connect I mean, twenty seven hundred bookings? Uh you know, where are all these people finding you?
1: Oh, our yeah.
2: Biggest, <laughs> our biggest one today is Yelp and SEO. And I know that some people are indifferent with Yelp, um, but it's helped us tremendously. So that is where it goes. And then SEO. Yelp. And also
1: to go back to Yelp, it
2: depends on your market too. Mm-hmm.
1: We got people in Dallas who, you know, who love Yelp. We got people in other places of the country who actually absolutely hate Yelp. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, I would say just try all marketing platforms, just see what sticks for you. Mm-hmm. And then we also did Google ads um, very early on. Uh, which was very, eh, it took up a lot of time and money. We weren't ready for that. So we're going to actually go back to Google ads probably sometime this year. But SEO, search engine optimization, we've been cranking out leads from from people just finding us organically on Google for three years now. Mm-hmm. It took us three, we actually use a um actual company for SEO, but it took us three years to kind of get to where we are with the SEO marketing. So now we're ranking on the first page for a lot of keywords, maids, Dallas, cleaning Dallas, things like that. So people would just find this just by
0: typing in those uh those keys. I want to talk about that for a second because Dallas is not a small city. We're talking like 7 billion people, one of the biggest cities, you know, in the country. I imagine there were already a handful of well-established cleaning service, number one, like well-entrenched competition. And number two, it just seems like that's, I guess, why go after cleaning business Dallas or Maid Service Dallas versus, you know, Arlington or Frisco or like trying to pick off like some of these like maybe slightly smaller suburbs.
1: Oh, yeah. So we started with the suburbs early on. So that's kind of how we got our footing in some traffic. Because when we mm-hmm. first started with SEO, there's like, there's no way you're going to be able to dominate Dallas, which we still are. not We're on the first page with keywords, but mm-hmm. just it just depends on the keyword. But we started with some of the smaller areas, Richardson, Plano is actually a huge market. And we didn't know that until we started doing SEO. And it was like, yeah, you might want to just focus on Plano God. instead of trying to focus on Dallas. So we kind of went to Garland, Richardson, Plano, Arlington, Grand Prairie. Grand Prairie. So we went yeah, around yeah. the suburbs of Dallas before we started focusing more on Dallas.
2: But now like 90% of our jobs are in Dallas though.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. We had a, a guy who was doing web development um, out of Phoenix or actually a suburb of Phoenix. And so that was his like, don't try and go for like you know, the whole metro, like try and find this little sub neighborhood that you're, you're a part of. And because people might be looking for that local stuff. Is that a factor of being on uh, Google My Business? Like what else is working local SEO wise?
1: Thing about our physical location is um, is that we're located in Dallas, so area that we're in is pretty centralized to Dallas. So, being on Google My Business, when you're in a Google Map, you type in cleaning service near me. Guess who pops up? Because we're in Dallas as well, so that helps us a ton. And we try to keep those pictures updated. That's another one that brings us free marketing. Mm -hmm. Uh, We try to keep our pictures updated, our hours updated. So before and after, before and afters, and it helps us in our rankings because they'll see last updated. You know, this week or last week. So they know we're a live cleaning business as well. So that that helps a ton.
0: Oh, okay. Interesting. So there is some element that's less set it and forget it, but just, you know, kind of keep it clean, so to speak. Keep it up to date.
1: Yeah. So anytime there's a new blog that goes up, anyone who searched for our pictures, they may get a little alert or something like that. So Mm -hmm. it does help.
0: Where do you prioritize sending customers for reviews? Because Thumbtack has a review platform. Yelp is obviously a huge review platform. Google has their own review platform. Facebook has their own review platform. Where do you where do you prioritize that?
2: So we don't send anyone to Thumbtack anymore because we we're not we're not on it anymore. So and we got a right? good
1: 70 I think it's like sixty, seventy reviews. Yeah, we Thumbtack. had a good
2: amount there, so we don't send anybody there now. So our priority is Googling Yelp and we did do we haven't um, pumped Facebook as much, but we have done that as well because we've booked clients from Facebook. But Google and Yelp, but it really depends with Yelp. Um, I say definitely Google because anyone that has a Gmail can leave the review. With Yelp, um, you have to basically be a Yelper for it to stick. You a can, Yelper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can leave the review, but it would not show up basically for everyone to see. Like we can see if you left it, but if it's a First time you made an account and you don't have any friends or pictures and this is your first review, it's not going to stick. So instead of having to know for a fact who has Yelp and who doesn't, we really push Google (laughs) more than anything else because... There's no question there that it's definitely going to go up regardless.
1: So when you're asking for reviews on especially Yelp, they got to have a few things. So they got to have a picture. Mm-hmm. They got to have a profile. They have to have friends and they also have to have left reviews before. Yes. So those are four key criteria for a person to kind of leave reviews on Yelp
2: yeah. um, because
1: we have over 80 reviews and only 50 of them stick, showing. are showing. Okay. Yeah, so we can see the other uh, thirty, but, but you can't. Can. <laughs> the
2: clients can, so it's, it doesn't. And matter. they say
1: non-verified reviews or something like that. Yeah. So when you're looking for reviews, um, I would say stick to Google. But if you yeah. think people are going to leave them on Yelp and they're a Yelper, then go for yeah. it. <laughs> Sometimes we just ask
0: for both. Yeah, gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah, I didn't realize all that stuff about Yelp. That's, I mean, they're trying to protect their platform. And if it's your first review, you come here five stars. Well, yeah, clearly you have some connection to these people. Who you know. But that's interesting. I focus on the Google stuff because that will be visible and helps dominate those local near me types of searches. Anything else on the marketing front? This is this is all great.
1: I would say with the Google reviews, that's uh, to go back to that, that's important, too, because when you do search for the review, we search for the cleaning business. They got this thing called the local service pack where local services can be featured on the top of Google. If you have a certain amount of reviews and you apply for it, that's a, a paid platform as well. But that gets you to the top of the Google ads so that people can say, all right, well, my three choices are these three businesses. Who has the most reviews? So that that goes a long way too.
0: Yeah. There's some social proof in there for sure. Oh yeah. Tell me, and this is a cool, so I'm on maidstomatch.com. There's like these cool sliders that say, well, how many bedrooms do you have? Where are you located? How Do you want to sign up for you know weekly, every two weeks? That's very cool. Like what happens after somebody goes through this kind of online booking process? Let's just say I fill this in and uh, I want to sign up. What happens next?
2: So once they book, we get an email saying that a client booked. they get an email saying that they booked the service Mm -hmm. and we basically see the time and day and we would reach out to our contractors saying, Hey, we have a two bedroom, two bathroom in Frisco on Friday with arrival eight to 10 a.m. Do you want it? That's basically how it goes, depending on the availability. They say yes or no. We assign it to the contractor. Then the client gets an email saying that, like, this confirms your cleaning. Because when you book, it doesn't really confirm that we're going to come out, but it just says, like, okay, we got it. We received it. it. We received it. So then they get an email saying that it's
0: confirmed. Was that invite to the contractor? Was that a one-on-one like you sent that to them or was that some like automated system? That's through the platform. That's
2: through the platform. Um in the beginning we were having to manually just text everyone individually. So we
0: only had one um, person, two yeah. people.
2: <laughs> so yeah. So we were just texting in a group chat, like, hey, this is what we have. But now through the platform we just kind of send the blast and Kind of whoever answers first would will, will get the job. And they
1: can say if they yes if they want it or no, and it will get an email saying this person wants this job.
2: Yeah. And so then not, we make a decision
1: there. So you're having about eight to ten contractors, it makes that process a lot easier. Early on, we didn't mind sending a text here and there, but mm-hmm. now that we got, you know, so many we're still growing, we try to automate as much as we can.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. What
1: platform is that? Oh, uh, that's launch twenty seven.
2: And the like I said, sorry, the when the client gets a reminder 3 days before we come and a day before we come so that they just so you know let them know we're coming make sure everything is correct with address and everything like that and we show up
0: <laughs> and do the clean and you show up so they pay through the website and yes. and you guys take your 40% and pass on 60% to the cleaner and then everybody walks away happy
1: they pay through the website, and I think the back end is actually Stripe. Um, so it's a platform they're familiar with. Um, so it's not like we're collecting any money. We don't collect money, number one. Yeah. Um, so everything goes through the website, everything goes through Stripe. And then we pay our cleaners every Friday via direct deposit, and it's no cash
0: transactions.
2: Right. The only cash is if a client gives our cleaner a tip, and that's all there is to keep. And, but they can even put the tip on the website as well. So.
0: Okay. Are you guys, I noticed there's a phone number on here too. Are you answering? the phones yourself and trying to balance the day jobs and and everything else that goes on?
2: So we were, we uh, we currently, we're not, thankfully, (laughs) Uh, we have virtual assistants to do that. But we were answering the phones for a good while before we had to like pass it off before we were running out of meetings. And we're like, okay, this is becoming too much. Then we got virtual assistants.
1: Yeah, earlier we weren't getting that many calls where it was impacting us, but mm-hmm. uh, now we get enough calls where it'd be a nuisance <laughs> trying to run out between meetings and picking yeah. up the phone. So
2: and we, they, were loo- we were losing business, so yeah. uh, we want to make sure we answer all those calls because, you know, if someone calls you and you don't answer, they go right on to the next person. And so you could have lost them there. So
1: And they answer our phones Monday through Saturday. Saturday.
0: Mm-hmm. Was that a, an individual contractor that you found for that answering service or... Um, was it a company that, you know, that was just on their menu of, of service offerings?
2: It's a company that answers for different cleaning businesses, which we recently actually just bought. <laughs> so <laughs> we now have a virtual assistant company less than a month in. So
1: <laughs> yeah, we just started with that. And yeah, pretty much they help cleaning business owners run and manage their business like they helped us. So yep. opportunity came up and we purchased the business from the previous owners. So now we have a virtual assistant company.
0: Oh, my gosh. This is like the uh, this is like the Rockefeller habit. Like, you know, why am I going to pay a profit to somebody else? I'll just bring this in-house. And you're like, <laughs> now we got side hustles on side hustles.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is going to be a fun one because we knew, we knew the value that they were bringing. Mm-hmm. And we were like, we can't let this company just, you know, because they were going to close it. We said, like, we can't let this company close. So mm-hmm. I kind of did my diligence and started hitting up the owners and texting them and calling them. Because we also had a relationship with the the owners as well. He's was like, we don't want you guys to close this business. We wouldn't mind taking it over. What can we work out? We worked it out. And now we're running this business as well.
0: Do you want to to plug it?
1: Oh, it's uh, ZiggyVA.com. We mainly work with uh, cleaning business owners um, looking to grow and scale their business. So people that are, were in similar stages to where we are, where you kind of get to that point where you can't answer every call. You want to start worrying about hiring, marketing, mm-hmm. they can help with all of that. They do they respond
2: to leads, Yelp leads, Google leads, you know, all that type of stuff. Yeah. Help with hiring. So it's been great.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, very cool. ZiggyVA.com. We'll link that up in the show notes. With the automations and assistance that you have in place, what kind of time does it take on a, on a daily or weekly basis to run this thing?
2: Early on, it was a lot. <laughs> uh, early, yeah. Early on, it was way more. Now, if I had to put it all together, just the amount of time I may speak to a contractor just for the week, I, I don't know. I'd probably say an hour, hour and a half. I'm not sure if it is even that much. But one time we measured it, like we were literally doing it by the second. Each time we spoke to someone that said yes or no, like on a Saturday, I think we had like five or six bookings and it came out to be like 12 minutes. It, it really doesn't take that much out of our, our day at this point, at least.
1: That's, and that's also, that's just the labor you do. But you think about the business and you talk about it so much. But in terms of just physically being in the business, less than an hour a week. But we're always talking about it. We're always thinking about something. So it feels like it's a lot more than that. But right. like labor, it's literally just an hour a week, if that.
0: That's awesome. I'm excited for what you guys have built. Any surprises along the way or things you wish you'd known starting out?
2: Uh, What would we have done earlier? We say we would have done SEO earlier.
1: Especially because I mean, we had the revenue, not even from this business, but we also were saving up money. So we had the ability to do it. Right. But we just didn't do it early on.
2: So, yeah, we didn't start SEO until like six, seven months in. We would have done that. A big surprise that we had, which I guess it depends on the state, is we weren't charging sale taxes. And so... yeah. <laughs> the uh, government made it very clear that they wanted their money right away. And we started charging sales tax. We didn't know that we had to. So we did see other businesses have it, but we're like, oh, we'll just do a flat rate so that we can stand out. And then we got an accountant and she was like, oh no, it's not an option for you where you live. You have to charge it. We're like, oh, okay. (laughs) So a year and a half into the business and we had to pay like all of that. So yeah, (laughs) but
1: again, we weren't taking out a profit from the from the business. We didn't
2: take any profit. We were just putting
1: it all in an account for taxes or whatever. And so we had to cut the check. It was like okay, it's fine.
2: Yeah, we just won't do it again. That That was a big surprise, and that was one of our biggest surprises. Other than that, I don't know if there was anything else. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that stuck with
0: us.
1: (laughs) Hire hire someone early. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. Those surprises are the worst. I got a note from the city of Livermore, and it was like you owe us you know, three years of back taxes for like home use of your business or it was like some ridiculous made up thing. And I was like, what, is, you know, what is this for? And it was a time when the business wasn't doing so well. It's just, uh, you know, I never, you never want to get those. I'm, I'm always nervous when I get a letter that says like, you know, return address, IRS or something like, oh, this is not, this is not good. They did the same thing for us. The, the amount that they they said, I don't even remember, it was something
2: outrageous. And it's like, we needed it in like a week, and we're like, well, when we finally spoke to them, like, how did you get this number? They're like, oh, well, we estimate what other people around you are usually making with the business. So like, we're not really sure. This is was like, we're only asking. a year in. So how did you get this number? And we're like, no, that's not what we made. They're like, oh, OK, it can be adjusted. Like, oh, thanks.
1: <laughs> we would just sent them a huge check. Yeah. They would have so kept it.
2: <laughs> that, was, that was like, uh-oh. Oh.
1: No, we got that squared away. So I guess another thing would have been hiring an accountant earlier, or at yeah, least to, to at someone to look at the books. <laughs> it doesn't have to be an accountant or a CPA, just someone to overlook the books for you. Probably something we would have done earlier.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of that, you know, legal back office stuff. It's so time consuming. And it's so frustrating because you're like, this has nothing to do with the operations. <laughs> but on the other hand, it, it kind of does, because that's what separates, you know, the people that you're hiring to do the cleaning from you guys is that, Existing infrastructure and everything in place, but uh, you mentioned the Ziggy VA. The, you know that's a that's a big project to take on. What else is coming down the road? What are you guys excited about for this year?
2: Um, we're really trying to scale the business. So we've said that usually, but now we're at a point we recognize. Okay, we put more money into marketing. We get more clients. It's just simple math. Um, and so we're really trying to bring on more contractors to continue to grow. Like last month, we did our highest month ever. And then congrats. Thank you. So we're looking to and then this month would have been higher than last month. February would have been higher than la- the month than January. Sorry. January was the highest month ever. And then February would have been high, but we had to close down for a week because of the storm. Um, so that showed us. Does- but then like last week We did our highest week ever it, it just keeps growing So we're like We really need to get More contractors in here To continue to grow our business We want to do like 40k a month Right now We are between like 20 to 25k a month With sales so we want to continue to scale that, and that, and that's our big focus.
1: And then also bringing in maybe hiring people to kind of help us scale, or people to help us run the business. Because right. I know right now we can both do it and have our you know nine to fives and things, in all these other businesses, but we need help. Yeah, <laughs> so that's going yeah. to be our big thing for twenty twenty one. Yeah, to elevate it and bring help in as well.
2: And you know, another part of our business is that we, as we mentioned, we sell courses on how to get your business up and running. And then we have a community where we help people to do it as well. So that's another thing that is not necessarily the cleaning business, but it's still part of, and it's an extension of it basically. That's
1: a huge part of it too.
2: Yeah. So growing that, and so <laughs> that's some of the stuff that we're looking forward to this year.
0: Yeah. You guys have a lot going on there's no question about that. I mean, do you see like, we're just going to dominate Dallas? Or do you see this like Maids to match brand going national at some point?
2: No, I'm saying we yeah, we got... toy with that, but we think that we need to Excel at the Dallas one first before we even think about franchising anywhere else, like at least get it to a point where we want it to be. And then we can consider anything um, other places. Yeah.
1: Our SEO guy, he's like, you guys are bringing enough traffic where you can start thinking about other locations. Because like Dallas may take a long time to get to one, two or three. So you guys are dominating those suburbs. He's like, we can still focus on Dallas or maybe start moving to other cities where you guys can start focusing on. So Mm
2: -hmm.
1: it's an option. You never know. People ask us all the time, do you want to do a franchise? Like, we have no idea what that looks like. Let us focus on what we're doing right now and we'll figure that apart out later if it does come up.
0: Yeah. Well, it's it's a really cool example of one of these really fragmented businesses where there's no dominant, you know, regional, it's definitely national, but, you know, there's no dominant player where they're like, they're the go to brand for that. And so there's an opportunity for you guys to come in, present a well thought out, easy to use, Interface, you know, for the customer side of things and really perform well in a pretty short period of time. So I think it's uh, one that's replicable, repeatable, not just in cleaning, but in any number of of local services. So I'm really excited for what you guys have built at the Heartrimony, which is a play on the last name. uh, You find them over on Instagram there. Anthony and Janilka, thanks so much for taking the time to share the ins and outs of this thing. Let's wrap this up with uh, a couple number one tips for Side Hustle Nation here
1: so number one tip for me would be it may sound cliche but keep going because you never know what's on the other side of that quitting factor early on you know we were about seven months in we had a dry summer we was like it's not worth it the time commitment and we were like we were right on the edge of quitting And that august we boosted up our numbers doubled out of nowhere no new marketing nothing it just doubled and we just kept going from there and so if we would have quit we would have never known where we would have been today We wouldn't have been able to help as many people as we have so far. So keep going.
2: My tip would be, at least with side hustling, um, pick something that I think is flexible and maybe something that you're good at as well. So I know like, one of the side hustles that I've done, you know, I'm a mental health therapist. I started to do therapy online. Like I know sometimes people think since it's an extension of their career, it's not a side hustle, but it is, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily your nine to five. So if there's something that you enjoy doing, and if there's something that's flexible and doesn't cause, you know, stress, then go for it.
0: I like it guys. Thanks again for joining me. Awesome story. I'm excited to see what you guys will continue to build over there and hopefully we'll be able to, uh, to keep in touch. So thanks so much. And uh, we'll catch up soon. Thank you
2: All for right,
0: having us. You. Enjoy. I think this is a really cool business model. It's almost like dropshipping for physical products where you don't buy the inventory until you've gotten paid by the customer. For Anthony and Janilka, the way they have it set up, they don't pay for the labor until they've got a booked job. And that makes for a very flexible, low-risk type of setup. All right, takeaways from this episode. A couple of things stood out. The first was building relationships with existing cleaners or cleaning crews who might be interested in picking up more jobs. If you're a service provider and someone comes and offers you more work that you didn't have to go out and market for yourself, you didn't have to sell it, and the compensation is in line with what you'd like to earn, I think that's going to be compelling. So that was number one for me. The bigger challenge here is on the customer marketing side of things, especially trying to gain a toehold in a market that already has established players, which is probably going to be just about any market, right? But if Anthony and Janilka can make it work in Dallas, which obviously had a ton of cleaning services already, it's something that can probably be replicated where you are. From the sounds of it, there were a couple things going on. At once, there was this listening aspect, trying to be where customers are. They mentioned Thumbtack, next door, Google Ads early on trying to build up some positive feedback and reviews, enough social proof and credibility where it becomes easier for customers to give you a chance. You're no longer this unknown quantity. The second thing was reinvesting in organic SEO, local SEO. This is something that they mentioned they'd been doing for a couple of years, but are really only recently starting to see the full impact of. And I wanted to call attention to that because it can be a very long game, especially in a big metro market like this. Smaller town, you're gonna have a much shorter road to getting on that first page. But it's a slog to climb the ranks and then all of a sudden you hit that first page and the floodgates are open. I thought the comparison between Google reviews and Yelp reviews was really interesting. And I'm kind of in the same camp. Like prioritize those Google My Business reviews for maximum visibility. Because oftentimes that person's search is gonna begin on Google and not Yelp, and Google's gonna prioritize those. Inside your company dashboard in Google My Business, there should be a direct link. You can send people to ask them to leave a review, which was a tip Matt Rao shared as something that really helped his knife sharpening business gain over a hundred reviews in, I want to say, less than a year. So if you can bake some sort of feedback loop like that into your process for a local business, I think you'll start to see some real positive results in Google which becomes self-perpetuating in a way, as long as the service remains good and customers stay happy, right? But once again, you'll find the full text summary of this episode, along with all the links to the resources mentioned at sidehustlenation.com slash clean two. While you're there, I put together a free bonus download of 101 service business ideas that you might be able to apply Anthony and Janilka's strategy to, Once again, that's at sidehustlenation.com slash clean two or through the link in the episode description of your podcast player app. That is it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll catch you in the next edition of the Side Hustle Show. Hustle on.